Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing well, Les. What is all of this Arlington Heights bear stuff? It sounds like you're you've, you're printing up AH hats already. People keep coming up with, uh, what are they going to call them? And the answer is, they're going to be the Chicago Bears. Period. Let, uh, let me again repeat. You have two teams in New Jersey. Do they call themselves the uh, Meadowlands uh, Giants and Jets or the New Jersey Giants? No, they're the New York Giants. Well, what if New that's one of the parts of the deal? What if that, like, what if Arlington it won't be. the only way you can come it here is if we put that they AH on the, the hat? NF- Mark, the NFL will never allow that to happen. Oh, you don't think it's the NFL all a would marketing allow. thing? Do you think that they're going? What what what's on the side of the Bears helmets? Well, there is a C right now, but I'm just saying maybe they they're not put... going to be called the Arlington Heights Bears. People you're, you're, have to understand that. Anybody who thinks otherwise, now uh, you sometimes like to come on here and just kind of uh, make waves, whatever. I get what you're doing. Don't buy into it, Mark. Keeping the name out there, ladies and gentlemen. It is my legacy, and Les is stuck with me. That's it. We were stuck together, the Grobber and I. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back in the score overnight. I'm Mark Rody. 312-644-6767. When did you know you lost a step? When did you know it was like, I, you know, I like to play sports. Maybe some of you played, you know, high-level high school ball or sports, whatever it might be. Maybe even, you know, played in college. Maybe you played in college. That's completely plausible in our audience. But there comes a time where you lose a step. And what was it? What was the moment? What happened? Was there an occurrence? Or was it just like, oh, my God, I've just realized I can no longer do this the way I once did. But I'd love to hear your stories. 312-644-6767. It's in the name of... Of Rich Hill, the 42-year-old Rich Hill who threw a 67-mile-per-hour groove slider. I don't know if he grooved it. Obviously, he didn't. To Jake Berger, who hit a three-run homer. Um, So it somehow just sort of slid into this this direction. And, you know, we always pin it on athletes. You know, you lost a step and we're anticipating they're going to. What about you and I, though? The, you know, the rest of us who don't make it close to that level of sports. We're going to lose a step two, and it's going to be either time to hang it up or accept that you're not that good amongst your peers even anymore or whoever you're playing recreational 
ball against. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. George is in Indiana. Hello, George. You're on the score. When I lost a step, and I used to play golf and played on a par three, about 130 yards a hole, and I would hit, be on and one every time. And about a week later, I played and I hit the first three in the water. Oh man, you knew. So I knew I, I, knew I lost a step there. Yeah. And then second of all, about the Indianapolis Colts, I see they picked up Nick Foles. Yeah. In your opinion, do you, do you think that that's probably right now, in this year, probably the number one and two quarterback tandem in the National Football League? I'll hang up oh. and listen. Oh, man. All right. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, no, I, I don't think that is a number. Like, I don't think it's bad. Like, when you're talking about Matt Ryan as the Colts quarterback, because he is. And honestly, I'm not even – I don't have a depth chart up. Is Foles the number two? I don't – I don't – I'm sorry to not be completely up on the Indianapolis Colts depth chart. I, I think he would be moment. their backup. I guess, yeah, I guess he would. That Folesy, the way it's drawn up now, um, he would be the backup, which isn't like a bad thing. I'm not like – whatever, Foles is, you know. We used to talk about it, one of the greatest backup quarterbacks ever considering the accomplishments – that he has made. But the question from the caller was, and um, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say I don't look at that uh, that tandem as one of the best in the NFL. I'm sure that there are other better ones. And look, if, if Matt Ryan was a little bit younger, then maybe we, we do that. But And I do like what the Colts are doing because they are telling their fan base that they are, that they're going for it, that they're hoping to get like, you know, some goodness to potential greatness out of an older aging quarterback to, you know, to tell your team, to tell your fans that let's go, man, this is guys for really didn't have time to be messing around. So I like what the Colts are doing or that philosophy that they have, that they have gone with, with with their last two quarterbacks with very similar situations where you get the veteran guy who's had a really good career but is does he have it? Is this going to be his last gasp? Um, how long does it last? And I think that's what you got to look into if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, that you're going to have that, hmm, I don't know, dra- I wanted to say drama, but I don't think that's a fair word. You're just going to have that to balance. All right, he maybe he's good, but he's older. Oh, and maybe he's lost a step too. Maybe he's, well. Hey, there we go, full circle. See how I did that? See? Yeah, stick with me, man. Um, you know, the, the, the full, the full gamut just occurred. Um, and yeah, well, you know, we'll see about the Colts, but when did I, when did I know? Um, and thank you very much for the call, George. I think it was a Turkey. It was a day after Thanksgiving tackle football game that I play with my friends, you know, uh, and that's not that long ago in relative terms, but um, I just remember like going out there and like within my group of friends at times, I could be playing tackle football. I could be one of the better, more skilled players out there. Okay. So, you know, whatever. And and I'd like to think that we weren't bad. So there were times uh, many times where, yeah, I'd be one of the first or second guys picked and had the same thing occur in, in this Turkey Day game, tackle football all out, you know, the whole thing, man. We do it all. And 
I was like one of the high picks because usually it's, you know, let's let's see who can score. Just, you know, playing outside, playing tackle football. And I was pretty good, pretty quick. I was able to get open, all that kind of stuff. And I'll be damned if this this game, I just did not, I couldn't get, I was getting jammed at the line of scrimmage, you know. I couldn't get past. I didn't, I didn't have that fast, you know, old school West Coast Jerry Rice cut you know down the middle um you know just running a square pattern you know part of a 90 degree angle uh it just it wasn't there it wasn't there and i'm like oh man i gotta resort to to guile and guts now man i gotta i just gotta i just can't go down when i catch the football i just gotta churn these legs like i'm brad muster yeah that's right i did just say brad muster um that that is what but that's i was like oh man I I just I don't have that. I've lost a step and it took me a long time to realize what it was. Like it was like I know there's some sickness I'm enduring right now. I didn't realize it. It was lost a stepness until I thought about it and the next time I played and the other sports I played, that step was still not there. So that's that's when I realized it in a game of tackle football, probably for the better. Don't need to play tackle football right now. Maybe next year. Um, let's go to Dave on the northwest side. Hi, Dave. You're on the score. Mark, what's up? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Right. It's funny you say this because in our neighborhood, we played a lot of tackle, you know, neighborhood tackle football, right? Yeah. So, you know, at a certain time, you know, I'm, I played a lot. I was pretty good. So I'm on the sidelines, and, you know, I'm 46. And it's just like that. I just go, hey, Mellon. We need you. Come in, come in. So I'm like, all right, fine. I scored a couple of touchdowns. Here's the thing at the, at the end that, that that was worth. I tackled the guy, and his elbow caught me in between the diaphragm, right by you know where you get your wind knocked out. But it oh, cracked yeah. two ribs. It cracked oh, two ribs. and almost punctured my lung. And for the next six weeks at work, I could not breathe without pain. You know what I said to myself? Well, I thought, you know what, Dave. I think we need to take a step away from this right now. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I'm glad you glad you talked to yourself, man. That's a good. Well, that's a here, you know, some, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes your your mind says you could do it, but the body don't cooperate. But you know, and here's the thing: after a while, uh, when the body says, "You know what? Hey, dumbass, it's time to take a step." You know, you got to step away. Yeah, so, it just sucks because it's like a simple it, pleasure it does, of life. It does because yeah. you know what? Your mind says. You know what? I could do this. I really could do this. I really can. And it's like, well, uh, Dave, take a step away now. That's, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy what you did and what you had, and right. before you before you get killed, find so, something yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah, find exactly. something else. But you know else. what? You know what? You love. You know. Sometimes it's the passion that keeps pushing you to try to just keep holding on at times. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely, and I think it's just the the. And thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, I think it's just the pure bliss that most of us get from playing recreational sports, like competing, doing, you know, uh, whatever outdoor, indoor, physical activity sport. It's fun. It's fun. Everybody has their form of fun, and one of the forms of fun that I always invested in was sports. Whether it was organized as a kid, and like I said, playing baseball in high school, um, you know, playing basketball in high school. Well, actually, church league. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. I did church league bat. I played for Medina Baptist and I still, I, I think I've actually had to go to confession for this or so some sort of, um, conflict reckoning because of what I did to play basketball, um, at Medina Baptist at, during my high school ye- years, um, I had to attend once a week. I had to go and in- invest an hour in their Bible study. Ooh. And the reason it's so controversial is because I'm Catholic. So, you know, I was like, wait a minute, is, is this bad if I would go and hang out with the Baptists in Medina and I'm learning and I'm chanting their stuff? You know, um, have I, committed oh, man. Some that would sort scare of, me too. As a, as yeah. a fellow Catholic, that would scare me too. Right. Like, I, I don't know, like what, what barrier, who's, who would be more angry Would the Baptist be more angry that a Catholic was interloping to play hoops or would the Catholics be more appalled that I felt I needed to play basketball so badly that I drove <laughs> to another town in another church and partook in their hour long hour long my god hour long session of learning about the baptists way i don't know man i i would say it's probably the catholics but i'm also i a little biased on that obviously yeah as right as a catholic i i have felt less and less guilt as the years have gone on however that still lingers right there because you go as long as you went once a week, right. you can put on that Medina Baptist uh, <laughs> shorts and tank top at the end of the week and play hoops, man. Play against other churches. And there's some pretty, I mean, anybody who knows the church league dynamic, there's some ballers, man. Yeah, man, it gets competitive. Oh, it's ridiculous. And you always knew the schools that were like, really, they came in, they had that look like, we ain't playing here, you know, and they've already sized us up. They're like, all right, a few of you guys look like you're serious. Ah, all right, we should right. have this. You, you, you kind of lose before the game even starts. It's never a good team. sign when you see the teams all have, like, like team-colored, like, Nikes or whatever. It's like, yes. oh, God, these guys play for a high school yes. team. We're, yes. <laughs> we're screwed. Yes, <laughs> and their brand names are existing, and, and we're all just a bunch of – we're like a big team of mutts. Because it's all just different. Oh, he's got Nike. He's got Adidas. He's got. They all come in with the warm with the Velcro warm ups on. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> some yeah. snap off pants beforehand. It's snap like oh boy, off pants. Yes, and they're these guys they're, came to play. Yeah, right, their their layup lines are just a little more complicated and yeah. <laughs> the lines. I need to think <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh they've, man. They've got a they've got a backup rebounder or something in the layup line. Yeah, someone's Ooh. getting their shots for them. They don't have to go track them down. You're like, oh man, these guys are for real. <laughs> right. It's like it's like the Drago Rocky when they show the montages of the yeah. different training sessions. You know, you got Rocky with the with the elk in the high mountains of Russia or wherever he was. You know, like it's 1932. You know, and like he is. There's no no weights I can. And then you go to Drago and he's hooked up to a computer and I don't even know if he's actually lifting anything, but he's getting stronger. World. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew. In Woodstock. Hello, Matthew. You're on the score. Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you, Matthew? 
Fantastic. Hey, uh, nice to hear you late night on the on the on six seventy here. Uh, thank you. Drive quite often. It's nice that you, you picked up this spot. So. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yes. No, talking about losing your step, we we do, and like you were just saying, the team's sizing it up. We do this uh, uh, indoor soccer tournament once a year, and two years ago was my last year for doing it. I, we we were. Uh, a group of older guys against these younger kids and these oh. kids, like, matching soccer shoes, all yeah. their cool jerseys. And, and <laughs> we only had like two or three subs and we were guaranteed three games. And by the third game, we're all huffing and puffing. But I had a knee injury like four year, four or five years ago and I'm dead legging running just, just so I could give somebody a breather. And I'm like dead legging <laughs> running, dragging the leg as I'm going up and down the field. <laughs> It was, oh, it was, it was that, that's when I knew. I'm like, I'm done. This is my last tournament. You guys enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. It's like a shared story, but I, I love a laugh with you. And, and like I said, I love hearing you on the radio. So Thanks, Matthew. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah. There's moments you just, you're like, is this? Because, of course, me, I was like, I didn't even really consider that at first. Um, if I didn't make that clear, I was like, ah, just a bad day. I probably wasn't feeling well. It's like I wore the wrong sweats or something. Like I would like, and then it just hit me one day. I'm like, hmm. By the third time, I did something actively, competitively, and didn't feel as good or as potent. It only took me like till the third time to be like, oh man, is this what they're talking about? The whole losing a step thing and feeling pains in my body that I didn't feel pains in. Oh, this is all that now. All the stuff that we all secretly think we're going to bypass, that we're not going to go, nope, nope, I'm going to be the one that does enough Pilates and yoga that I'm never going to have arthritis, and I'm going to stretch before my workout. So when I am 50, I am not going to feel that little twinge in my back every day until i straighten myself out and i've been up for a couple hours and i've had two cups ah there we go pop back in so yeah that's what got us going on all that if you want to share a story 312-644-6767 is the number and we will definitely veer back into the serious side of sports with the cubs having lost to the reds four to three a little drama in that game and the white Sox. Do beat the Red Sox tonight, three to one. The final, the big blast of the game, a Jake Berger three-run homer. NBA Eastern Conference Finals: Boston beats Miami, ninety-three to eighty, to put Boston up three games to two over Miami. So you're kind of caught up there. And if you want to jump in, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I am Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. You're listening to the show Les Grobstein perfected. Score overnights. Kevin Jenkins, I, I think it's a wait and see, guys. I think it's a good thing for him that he's back on the right side, at least for now. I think that gives him the best chance to have success. Um, he, he had the back surgery last year, missed a ton of practice time, obviously struggled when he was out there on the field so um you almost kind of you have to take a wait and see approach you you just try to forget um what happened in year one and they've talked about everybody having a clean slate right all the players so he's certainly a guy that'll benefit uh from that 
But I, I think you just have to take a, a wait-and-see approach from him. You know, as a rookie in the NFL. We'll get back to some more of your phone calls here on when you knew as an amateur athlete, which we all are, amateur being the key word, when did you know you lost a step? What was the moment? What was the occurrence? What was... In which way were you sports denied? Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. And that was Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune on with Mullen Haw, as he is on a lot of days, especially when there are Bears events like OTAs, a Bears practice, which I was at the other day as well. And Biggs right there talking about Tevin Jenkins because Tevin Jenkins was one of the players that the the Bears media relations staff assigned to the media for that day. And um, we got to talk to Tevin about what's going. How's he feeling, man? You're you're now you're playing right tackle. What a weird year it was last year and. What what are you thinking? And my I, my biggest takeaways from talking to Tevin Jenkins was that he he said that he's very comfortable at, at right tackle because he played there, so he feels good there. There was no sign at all of him being at all like confused or wondering why he's playing right tackle. You know, there was none of that like. Uh, you know, I'm just doing what the team tell. I mean, he did say that, but there, but it wasn't in that sort of, you know, trying to make somebody feel guilty about it. He was sounded like he was very okay being the the right tackle of the Chicago Bears. So that was one of the key takeaways. The other one was a little not semantics, but just very important words that were part of it that he did say that that is for now as in that he has not been told that he is the Bears' starting right tackle or that that would necessarily be the position that he would play even if he is starting or contributing in some way, shape, or form. So in other words, it is possible that this is just for now and then when the next OTA or the next mini camp or training camp in July – all of a sudden, we could see Tevin Jenkins playing left tackle or playing dun 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 right guard. <laughs> could I mean I, I'm not saying that that's what was told to us, but and I'm probably getting a little bit carried away here with the analogy, but that is what it what it feels like that that it is possible that that is for and I actually circled back within the press conference and asked again, I said, it is your understanding, um, Tevin, that this isn't necessarily for good. And he confirmed it. So two sources and both times it was the subject that we were interviewing. So I I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good right now about, um, you know, reporting that it is possible that we see Tevin Jenkins in a different spot on this offensive line. Possible. 312-644-6767. We go to Mike in St. German. Hello, Mike. St. Germain, Wisconsin. Yes, how are you doing? My bad. Um, I'm sorry. St. Germain it is. Got you. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I hope that they get this uh, offensive line, you know, thing situated. Uh, that's a really huge concern, you know, for yeah. the Bears. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, getting back to uh, your topic before, um, you know, I, you know, you got your golden ages between, you know, 18 and 22, right? You know, or yeah. 18 and 24 or whatever like that. You, The thing is, you don't really realize how slowly these things increment on you yeah. when your age catches up to you. Oh, right. And it's painfully slow, isn't it? And, yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, you know. Um so I went up uh, to, you know, catch a Frisbee the other day. I, I like to do, like, the big Frisbee, you know, the, the 165-gram, you know, one. Oh, yeah. Are, you know, yeah. Uh, ultimate Frisbee, I never played that necessarily. Like, you know, you, you've played uh, other professional things. But, uh, right. But you go up there and, you, you know, you're thinking you're just, you know, Superman or whatever. And so I went up there, you know, Go for a catch. My landing was not good. The Russian judge would give me like a one point <laughs> negative one. Um, but uh, I came down, you know, yeah, you know, blood all over, you know, what are my ribs are hurting me like crazy. Well, guess what? See, like what you say, you think that your mind says that you're what, 18, 20 years old, you're yeah. whatever. Guess what? I was 64 doing this. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it hurts a little bit more nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's but you held out, man. That's strong. Oh, uh, I'm still recovering, but uh, I, I do, uh, you know, keep it up. And, uh, you know, you got to keep that mentality in your mind. That's because, true. You know, I know we all get older, but... You know, hey, I'm a Toys R Us kid. I will never grow up. That's so good, man. Yeah, it's like you run up staircases still. Like when you see like a staircase, you try to try to do a little bounce up the steps, or do you labor up the steps? I always like to ask people that question. Oh no, I labor. Labor because <laughs> I've fallen up and two. down the steps many times. Oh okay, okay, yeah. Once you start falling, man, that's another sign. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the rib thing. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Not, it's not good. Right. Anyway, yeah. thank you very much, man. Yeah, you, and a uh, great show, too, uh, by the way, and uh, love you. Take care. Thanks. Keep it up. All right, man. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. The Fallen. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, time to take it heel-toe one step at a time. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of go both ways on steps. Sometimes there's a decent amount of steps I walk in this city. Like, cause I walk everywhere and I live downtown. And so, you know, if you're going from, uh, you know, Columbus street bridge to upper Columbus, or I don't know, I'm going to mess up all the streets, but you know what I mean? There's a decent <laughs> amount of staircases in this great city we live in and I use them all. And pretty often some days, yeah, I like to do like a two, like a, you know, go ahead, like a rapid move up up there. But I have found that cardiovascularly, there's a little bit longer recovery time after you bounce up those steps mm -hmm. if your body is not ready to start the day like that. So I've definitely had that feeling too. Wow. And it just, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, do I have to? Do I have to? Is this where I need to monitor that activity now? <laughs> I didn't really think I was going to have to monitor or reduce the way I go about staircases. Like, of course you do, but you just don't think about those. And I don't think I'm there yet. I really don't. I think I'm, I'm pretty good with the staircases. I got the coordination down still. Not really a railing guy yet. None of that kind of stuff. little more care. Oh, here's, here's one. Here's one. I'm a little more careful in ice now. Just a little. Just It's just the beginnings. <laughs> it's the beginnings of it. You know what I'm saying, John? It's right. the beginnings right there. Mm-hmm. That is just – but. Uh, I don't know where it starts to circulate, but those are definitely the the initial stages. And I, I know that we all have them, and I don't know. It just I, – I thought it would be a good thing to throw out there at 312-644-6767. The Bears' offensive line um, this year is still very fascinating as it comes together because there are some – like the way they have it lined up right now, unless they go out and get somebody else, and I don't know who that would be, whether it's somebody on an existing roster or somebody on the streets now, unless the Bears go out and get another starting caliber offensive lineman to compete at any of the positions that appear to be locked up, um, then... The, the Bears' offensive line, as I have seen it in all of the offseason workouts, is what it would be on opening day, except for maybe a little haggling with the guard spot opposite of Cody Whitehair. So that that's, that's possible that that would still exist. But so your offensive line would be Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins as your tackles then Lucas Patrick as your center, and the two guards presumably, well, positively in this scenario, would be Cody Whitehair and probably Dakota Dozier, to be honest with you. It would probably be Dozier. I don't see it being – maybe it would be a rotate. Like if Dozier might have a short leash and Mustafer could be standing by and ready, but I think that you know they, they've seen a decent amount of tape on Mustafer from starting every game last year at center that they're like, yeah, so, you know, let's talk about that step. Sometimes he's off a step. Sometimes Mustafer's off a step and to whatever you, you want might attribute that to, but that's your offensive line. That that's what it is. Now the wild card in all of this is the, the four offensive linemen that the bears and Ryan Poles chose in this draft and it is a real wild card. Could one of those guys, could Braxton Jones or Zach Thomas or old Doug Kramer or Jatiree Carter, could one of them emerge as a camp star and lock down or compete with one of the two tackles or one of the two guards or even the center, two of the Bears' Offensive lineman by trade in college, Doug Kramer of Illinois, and to Tyree Carter, those two guys were center. So don't rule out anything if one of the, you know, that's the precious commodity. They're the draft picks. If one of them is to bloom, then you got to get them in there. So, but right now, the Bears' offensive line is what I just told you, what we've been reporting 
all along unless something drastically changes. So we will we will continue to track that. I also want to tell you when we come back about a conversation I had in the Bears OTAs with a Chicago Bears Super Bowl champion. I'll tell you who that is and what our conversation, some of the conversation consisted of next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You're listening to the show Les Grobstein perfected, and we hope not to ruin it. Score overnights. I don't know if we need the try not to ruin it portion of the big voice guy coming at us hard with the grobber overnight imaging. You know, I like the first part better. Yes, the show that Grobber perfected. And then it goes into, and they better not screw it up. That is uh, what we are, I guess, I guess that's what we're going up against. Yeah, right man. Now. I mean, you got to flex that Hall, Hall of Fame pedigree, Mark. Yeah. The bar has been set at very, very low. Very low. Because the bar is set at whether or not you're going to screw it up. Not whether or not you will succeed. It is whether or not you are going to screw it up. So the big voice guy has spoken. Grobber has perfected. And we will try not to screw it up. 312-644-6767 is the number. I am Mark Rohde. This is absolutely the score overnight. And that is the number and the text line as well, 312-644-6767 is the number. I was at the Bears OTA the other day, and we'll we'll talk more about what I observed, and we'll hear from players and coaches and all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm out there, and they let us watch, you know, a pretty decent amount of these OTAs. Like, we get to watch, um, you know, up until about the last 10 minutes, basically. So we're out there for a good hour 20 just watching a football practice. Um, and so sometimes it, it can get monotonous, especially when they are doing, you know, t- position drills. There's not a lot you can learn. Um, you know, there's always something that you could see in the way a guy moves or idiosyncrasies. I guess there's always something. But you know what I mean. That's a little bit. There's a doubt. There are times that are better for, than others to say have a conversation with a fellow media member, or in my case, to have been standing on the sideline on field two, over in Lake Forest, and to see out of my peripheral vision, I see Gary Fensick, who was a safety number forty-five on the Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears, hard hitting solid safety for the Bears for a lot of years and a guy who is from around here still is does I think he still does something I know he's always been a real whippersnapper when it comes to business ventures and you know Yale you know that's that's the pedigree we're talking about and that's the player we're talking about but yeah to me it's like it's Gary Fensick there's you know Mark Rohde child just like oh there's another 85 bear so I was like all right I gotta get over there and talk to talk to Gary Fensick and um, I, I, I don't know if I've ever met him before, but I introduced myself saying I'm Mark Rohde of the score. 
And he goes, he goes, he did the whole, oh, good to put a voice with the face like that. I was like, oh, you listen to the score, um, and which was very cool. You know, I, I don't usually, I usually try to stay humble about such encounters. But when it comes to somebody or a person that I looked up to as a child, it's, it's pretty cool when they listen to you. Whether he likes me or not, I have no idea. But he definitely listens to the radio station and gets into all the stuff. So he totally, totally knew who I was. So once we got past that little bit of amazement and, and wide-eyed silliness on my part, we started talking. And, of course, I, I was on with Tom Thayer last year. We were doing a show. So I think it was maybe it was the anniversary of the Super Bowl shuffle or something. And Tom Thayer, who was not a part of it, took like a little jab at Gary Fensick. Not like anything serious, but some, some, something about his part in the Super Bowl shuffle and made fun of his dancing maybe or something stupid and innocuous. But it brought me back around to Gary to have that as the icebreaker. You know, that was my icebreaker to really get the conversation flowing. You know, I'm going to say I was on with your boy Thayer. And, and he, then he then he started to go into the Super Bowl shuffle, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's kind of embarrassed. And I'm like, no, you guys should not be embarrassed that you would be angry with yourself right now if you hadn't done that. I'm sure there's players that didn't do it that could have done it that are a little regretful for not doing it just because of the fame and the notoriety and the pop culture that it was and to some degree still is. So I just kind of was was tweaking Gary about that. And then he started to go into the whole thing. He said that when they, they first came to him with it, I guess like he, he didn't want the word Super Bowl in there. And it was initially called the shuffle, just the shuffle. <laughs> um, and based on that, Gary Fensick was like, yeah, OK, I'll do it. I'll do it because he didn't want it to like be over the top, like boastful. But obviously, they went and slapped in a Super Bowl. When the final product was done, it was no longer the shuffle. It was the Super Bowl shuffle. And mm -hmm. I don't think Gary Fensick uh, was going to put up a lawsuit or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but that was not uh, the understanding that he initially had. But he was smiling about it. So it's not like a really big deal. But it certainly was funny to hear that and the evolution. I just I, I love stories like that and yeah. to hear the evolution of the Super Bowl shuffle and hear how a current participant thinks about it. And and it was kind of like the roll your eyes, you know, you know, do the long now. Oh, yeah, that crazy thing. <laughs> and and but, they got a gold record out of that too. Yeah, they got a gold, a gold record, record man. Five hundred thousand copies they sold. Oh, that's hilarious, man. I What I would love to see is, and I don't know how fast you would be on something like this, like off the top of your head. If you if you know this, actually, I'd be really impressed, John. It Like, what were the other hit songs in 85? Like, it's funny to see the other bands around, like, super, I don't know what it was, but, like, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna, Super Bowl shuffle, something like that. Like it's surrounded <laughs> by these legit acts, and it's just a bunch of bears doing this stupid shuffle. It and was it's like, crazy. Yes, it's like it's a number one song. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to check and see what the other songs were that surrounded the Super Bowl shuffle. 
Um, I'm sure Springsteen was in there, and uh, oh yeah, 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 Michael right. Jackson was in there. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Like Michael Jackson Thriller, the Super Bowl Shuffle. You know, it's like <laughs> what? What? Some great <laughs> company. Right. How did that get in there? Lionel Richie, the Super Bowl <laughs> Shuffle. <laughs> It's like what? What in the world are we doing here? You know, good for the Super Bowl shuffle. So yeah, I would tell any eighty-five bear, I would always because they need to hear from me that look, don't be embarrassed about that. That that is awesome, and for people my age and for people younger, the many younger and many older, I'm just a, an appreciator of the nineteen eighty-five bears. That's another legacy that I like to keep alive. With that said, all right. So here was the other part of the conversation with Gary Fensick. Um, and I don't know exactly how it, well, it, it actually is pretty easy to see how this evolved. Um, because <laughs> it went from the, the idea that you had the Super Bowl shuffle and the bears, you know, win the Super Bowl and it has, it has just bloomed into something bigger than any of us ever knew it was going to be back then mm -hmm. as big as it was and continues to be um but it turned it was its own book it was its own entity it was just this this massive thing that could not be stopped and and it still exists to this day in that regard it's faded a little bit and you know, and there, but there's still so much in this town that is tinted with the 85 bears. So my long, you know, explanation for the next question that I asked Gary Fensick, I think was maybe necessary. And my question is this, what if the bears did not win the Super Bowl in 1985? Actually, 86, technically. What, how does that change the trajectory of everything in the city of Chicago? Like, like uh, with the Bears, for sure. Yeah. For, right? I mean, for sure, it's, it's, they didn't win. So could the effect have been that the Bears then the next year, you know, one or the year after they stayed properly motivated instead of this slow combusting, you know, older team that was more into doing endorsements. Like, could have that been the catalyst for winning two out of the next three Super Bowls or something like that? Or keeping it at a as, as high of a level as it was, could that have triggered the Bears into something bigger, not just with those 80s Bears, or maybe instead of, or as well as any other Bears team or any other era of Bears football, could different things have been done during those years if there was no 80s title at all with the Bears? Could mm -hmm. they have been something in the 2000s and been to more than one Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl in the meantime? What would the, would the desperate nature of you know, a team that did not have that immense popularity, would that cause it to to change things or the way things would, would have been done in the future? Could they have been could there have been more urgency at different times? So it just it really got my mind clicking. And then you then you think about 
all the other ways it might have affected. Would have the, the Cubs? I don't know. Like, could that have motivated other GMs in this town? Were they? I, there's just so many things. The butterfly effect on this happened. So, what else did it affect? Did it affect the score? You know, the persona of the 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 South Side super fan in the city, which has persisted at the score for since its inception. Like, because actually, we do talk like that in a lot of cases, and sometimes we're just making fun of ourselves. So it's it's all there. And you and you wonder, yeah, how did it affect our radio station? How does it affect? How did the the, you know, how would it affect it if they had not won something? Would we have been as bear centric as we are? And I think that you know the main reason we're bear centric is because we reflect our audience, and our audience says that tons of people love to talk about the bears, and I do too. But I've been told that I need to take a break, so we will take a break. And then we will get back to the Cubs, the Sox, the Bears, and maybe even a little bit of NBA. All coming up on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.